We all use math every day, every day, to predict weather, to tell time, to handle money. Math is more than formulas and equations. It's logic. Math is more than formulas and equations. It's rationality. It's using your mind to solve the biggest mysteries we know. We know. Hello and welcome <clears throat> to Export Audio episode 141. I'm Norm, joined by Autumn. Howdy. Uh, Autumn's committing crimes. I'm not let's committing crimes. Stage. I am explaining mathematics Here's to you. the thing. Tell, let's, you told me... Okay, so I explained... Let's start from the start. So Thaco, to hit Thaco. armor class zero. Yeah. Thaco's a number that gets smaller as you gain in levels in D&D, old D&D... You roll your d20, you add your, like, plus one from your magic sword, and you subtract that number from your Thaco. And any armor armor class that is equal to or higher than your result, uh, you can hit. Yeah. It's derived from bullshit, like, war game stuff. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But that's what that is. And you, okay. I think it's just specifically armor class comes from like naval war games of like the like armor on ships. And the detail that you told me. Yes. Which is why I started telling you this that brought us down a very Dan Reichert rabbit hole. <laughs> um, actually, the actual reason we started talking about this is we got Taco Bell. Um. <clears throat> What what the fuck does Taco Bell have to? I thought you brought up Thaco because it sounds like Taco. No, I was just thinking about D and D. Okay, well, anyway, the thing that you told me is that before <clears throat> Thaco was a thing, as far as I understand it, these naval war games would just have tables of if you hit or not, and D and D, and D and D, because they at some point. I remember matrices of like, I haven't like read that closely, but I remember re- like roll result matrices for like attacks and stuff. Yeah, in armor class. I could be wrong about this. I could be misinterpreting the things that I've seen. Nobody listening to this has played first edition D and don't believe we have even one person in our audience. Yeah. So. So. The thing that I was going to tell you. Let's try. Let's try and retrace our steps to this conversation because the 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 place we got to is you were I'm, talking about the textbooks. The place that we got to is I'm going to explain something to you that you're going to get mad about. I said. So you said that the square root of two. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you told me about oh they used to have tables that would just tell you whether or not mm-hmm. you hit, and the thing that I said was like. Oh, that kind of reminds me of old math textbooks, because back before you had calculators that would do this, um, like, most of the um, sine, cosine, tangent, like, a lot of things, like, a lot of, like, pretty everyday calculations that you do. Which I'll say, no fucking clue what a sine, cosine, tangent means outside of the world ends with you. Mm-hmm. You just started talking about this, and I let you, but I have no fucking clue what that means. Okay. And we're not getting into that. Okay. Well, so so pretty pedestrian math stuff. Math stuff. X equals blank. Yeah, sure. Um, pretty, like, run-of-the-mill math stuff. 
you bump into a bunch of irrational numbers. Like, at most calculations for sine, cosine, and tangent is going to spit you out an irrational number. Like, for example, the sine of 45 degrees is the square root of 2 over 2. Um, and the thing that I said to you that got us started on all this was that we don't actually know what that number is. We don't know, like, um, what the square root of 2 over 2 is, because it's an irrational number, and it goes on forever, and it doesn't repeat, and... It's... well, isn't it 1? What? 2 over 2 is 1, the, so square, the square root, root of 1... The square root of 2 divided by 2. Yes, the square root of 2 divided by 2. It's 1. So 1 times 1 times 2 is 2. The square, the, the square root of 2 is 1.414 blah blah blah. So. So I said that there's only 10 numbers. <laughs> yeah. So if this number is infinite and mm-hmm. it's drawing on a finite pool of numbers, which is, you know, 0 to 9, it eventually has to repeat. It doesn't repeat. It's not possible. It doesn't repeat. The universe is finite. It does not repeat. You can't know that. We do know that. We know that... Okay. What if it's a billion numbers out and then it repeats? Okay. So... (laughs) Oh, you're gonna get so mad at me! Because these terms I'm going to use are weird. Okay. So the the counting numbers. Excuse me, these are my dipping numbers. <laughs> <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, etc. You know. I don't know that last one. 10? Etc. <laughs> <laughs> 11, 12. <clears throat> numbers that fucking any 8-year-old can count. <laughs> I can count a little higher than an eight-year-old, but yeah, go ahead. 674. Yeah. 782,562. Yeah, integers. Integers. Those are countably infinite. Because they you are, just add one. You just keep adding one. There is a... There is a bijective function that can... <laughs> don't worry about it. That can give you the list of every number i would argue <clears throat> that there is a final number okay the number that would take as long to say the name of as humanity exists yes the, is the largest possible number there is a because there would be no more people to talk of a higher number than that there is a physical limit to that number sure but for what we're talking about there are numbers beyond that it is infinite but it is countably infinite this is the thing here's the thing though yeah numbers only exist where there are people (laughs) (laughs) i need you to make up your mind is the universe infinite or are we all going to die (laughs) (laughs) But physically, eventually we will all become energy. Okay. So. But but numbers exist out 
past where that <laughs> okay yes I will, I will i will allow myself to say the, f- the phrase numbers exist without questioning it yeah thank you <laughs> but i'm questioning it in my head so we know that those numbers you are yeah. crinkling your quesadilla right i'm eaten i and real numbers we we no! No! What? No! What? Stop! What? Don't say real numbers. That's a different thing. No! No, 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 no. Real numbers are different from integers. This is very are, important. Does real numbers just mean not negative numbers? No. <laughs> Stop saying that word. <laughs> Discard that word from your vocabulary. We're getting there. Okay, we're only talking about reals. Not... We're- not the not numbers. Just get rid of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about integers, natural numbers, integers. Fine, natural numbers is natural numbers is one two three four five six seven eight nine and I think zero. Some people say zero. Some people don't. Um, that's natural numbers. Is ten a natural number? Yes. Is ten and a half a natural number? No. Is ten and a half an integer? No. Is this okay? Is it a bug or an insect? <laughs> okay, okay. Natural numbers. Natural numbers are one and one plus one. Okay. And one plus one plus one. Okay. If you just three, three. If you can Crushed just it. if you can add one mm-hmm. and get there, that is a natural number. So negative one. Is an unnatural number. Negative one is not a natural number. Once I got into an argument in like second grade because I said that negative numbers existed. Well, you were right, so I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy for you. <laughs> um, okay, that's natural numbers. <clears throat> Integers are those numbers zero. And any number that you would get by subtracting one. Okay. So, one and negative one. Because you could subtract, you could subtract and get there. Mm-hmm. This is important because this is like a, this makes a very like simple bijective function that gets you all those numbers. Because you there was a very simple bijective function that got you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And yeah, and sometimes why? Rational numbers are numbers that can be represented by a fraction. Any number that is a rational number that can be represented by a fraction is going to repeat somewhere, just like you said, just exactly like you said. Somewhere, even if it doesn't repeat until the billion and a half digit, it's going to repeat somewhere, you know? And it will, any rational number will have some sort of repeating pattern. Maybe we can't calculate it because it's so far out that, like, we don't know what it is and we couldn't find out what it is if we wanted to, but it, it will repeat. Why does that mean that it can be a fraction? So, so... Rational numbers, I think maybe I got ahead of myself a little bit. 
Rational numbers is the set of numbers that can be written as a fraction. But any number can be written as a fraction. No. Not any number can be written by as a fraction. We're getting there. You just put slash one, and now it's a fraction. What are you talking about? No, no, no. 14 okay. over 1 is a fraction. Okay. So... 14 and a half over 1 is a fraction. Okay. If we're getting super technical <laughs> here... <laughs> rational numbers is the set of any number that is an integer divided by another integer. So, 1 divided by negative 1, 14 divided by 1, mm -hmm. 7 divided by 2. Any number that is going to... Um, any number that can be written as an integer over an integer, provided that the integer on the bottom is not 0, because... What happens then? It's undefined. Meme city. <laughs> Meme <there>. city. <laughs> um, I'll show you what happens there. I mean, fucking, whatever. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not showing you that. I'm showing you a much funner, more fun one. <laughs> you, you, you get it. You did yeah. it. You made it say cannot divide by zero. Anyway. So, that is rational numbers. Any number that can be written as an integer divided by another integer that is not zero. Okay. And, <clears throat> and it's useful to have this category. Yes. Yes. Because okay. for a long time, people believed that that was all the numbers that there were. <clears throat> That there, all the numbers that could exist could be written as fractions. And maybe they were really dumb fractions. Maybe they were 69,069 over nice. 420, 420, you know? And maybe you do the decimal and it's something stupid like... 0.704599 blah 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 and it goes out for for a really long time but eventually it does repeat. didn't want to say forever there huh? it didn't want to say forever <laughs> but it goes out to a billion and a half and then it repeats maybe it's dumb but it will repeat and that's people thought that that was all the numbers that could exist <clears throat> they didn't they didn't have calculators so they hadn't invented decimal points yet i think so this this history is a little murky for me there, someone eventually proved that there are numbers that cannot be written as fractions. Okay, first someone proved that any fraction is going to, re to repeat the pattern somewhere. That any fraction you do is going to have a pattern that repeats. I don't remember how that proof goes. Doesn't matter. Unless you want me to find that proof. I, and I'll, I'll do it. <clears throat> I mean, I can just Google it, I guess. No, it's fine. They proved that any fraction is going to have that repeating pattern, like you it said. It just seems arbitrary. And someone else proved 
that there is a set of irrational numbers, numbers that cannot be written as a fraction, and the set of irrational numbers mm -hmm. is uncountably infinite. It is a... Integers, rational numbers, natural numbers, those were all countably infinite because you could make this function that would spit out all of these. Um, irrational numbers are uncountably infinite because there is no function that will provide you the set of all the irrational numbers. You can always make up another irrational number that will not have a pattern. And you can prove that there are numbers that will not fit the pattern. But you just make up numbers. <laughs> yeah, and you make up numbers that don't have a pattern. So this is this is important because for a, a long time people thought you could write square root of two as some fraction. I don't know what that fraction would be. People thought that you could write pi as twenty two sevenths, and that wasn't really accurate. And there was a more accurate fraction, and there was a more accurate fraction, and there was a more accurate fraction, and eventually somebody proved that there is not a there is not any fraction that fully describes pi. Pi is an irrational number. That's why... Because there's no <clears throat> pattern. The technical term for pi now is three and a bit. Yeah. Um, there's no pattern anywhere out there. You can prove that there's no pattern. Okay. You can prove that there is no pattern to square root of two. How do you prove... Well, I'll, I'll show you. If you... What if it's just a little bit farther than you calculated it? So I, I'll, I'll, I'll show you because this number, this proof is pretty straightforward. Um, okay. So, rational numbers, p over q. Okay. Q is not zero. Let's 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 say for a second. <clears throat> let's say you're right that. There is some rational number, there is some number that's going to have a repeating pattern that is equivalent to the square root of 2, right? Okay. Well, then, we know from algebra that if that's true, if that the square root of 2, of two is equivalent to some fraction p over q, we don't know what that fraction is, but let's say that it exists, then it would also be true that 2 is equivalent to p squared over q squared. And then we could do a little more algebra and we could say that p squared is equivalent to 2q squared. Um, okay. So... Um, for... And so... P squared is equal to 2Q squared, right? Okay. We did this algebra here. We just went from there to there. Sure. If that's true, P squared equals 2Q squared means that um, P is even, um, right? Because for this to be true, 
then that ha- would have to be an even number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do that, then p squared is divisible by 4, um, and then q would have to also be even. And if if both of these numbers are even, then they're not like... This isn't the smallest fraction you could make, basically. There's always a like smaller fraction you could make, hypothetically. And so there's not a fraction that perfectly represents that. I didn't explain that very well. But you just do the you just do the fraction and then you make the fraction smaller. So <clears throat> until one of them's a prime number. There is a You end up with 1 over 2, right? Or no. Or 2 over one, whatever because that's the smallest you'd get. But so okay. Cuz cuz in this instance p is half of q. So let's say Okay, two quarters and one half are the same thing. Three sixths, two quarters, one half, all the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so one of our basic assumptions there was that um, we weren't interested in finding two quarters. We were interested in finding one half, right? Sure. And if, we, if we found... But if you get to two quarters, you just divide both sides by two... Well, okay. And you get one half. Well, so what we proved, what you can prove there is that um, you had this basic assumption that you were not going to get two quarters. You said, you said to yourself, you're not p and q are going to be the smallest possible fraction. You're not going to get two quarters. You're going to get one half, right? And what you found out by doing this algebra was that both of those numbers were even. So you had two quarters, not one half. If you have this proof that makes this assumption, and then you prove... And, and to, to make yourself right, you had to break your initial assumption, then you know that your initial assumption was wrong. And you know your initial assumption that square root of 2 could be this fraction... That is like, you know, one half and not two quarters. You you broke that assumption, and so now you know the square root of two is not a rational number. But what's stopping me from just writing one over two? What do you mean? Because it's the same thing. Two quarters and one half are the same. Well, but but you had this assumption that you were not going to get to two quarters. You built into the problem, I'm going to get myself one half, and you had to break that assumption to get there, which means your assumption was wrong. No, because I did get one half. Okay. Like, I'm trying to... Because <laughs> algebra, right? Like, two quarters equals one half. It's on either side of the equal sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but. okay. I'm, we're so <laughs> far in the weeds. Okay. I, I, I don't. I don't know how to explain this proof to you. Okay, I will. I will accept this loony idea <laughs> that fractions repeat and non-fractions don't repeat. There are there are numbers 
that do not repeat and therefore cannot be represented by fractions. I don't accept the correlation there, but I will accept your explanation with the caveat that I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. As far as can be proven yet. No, it is logically true. For now. No. Nothing is ever proven. Yes. Things are proven. I was I thought the, nothing was ever proven. No, no. Okay. <sighs> Mathematics. I was taught bad, I will say. Yes. I was taught bad. Uh, I don't know if this is true, but I was brought up to believe that there was no such thing as a perfectly scientifically defined, like, proven, true, 100%, no matter what, like, hypothesis. Okay. So this is a this is a distinction between science and mathematics. So I was under the assumption that they were they are not. This is science. This is not science. But you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we are getting back to D and D at some. Point. I hope so. I miss him. <laughs> All those guys. Okay. He's so, a wizard lost right now because I can't find him. So, science... Mm-hmm. Science is a social construct that emerges in the 19th century. And so is math. Math is a social construct that emerged much earlier. <laughs> yes, 6,000 years before or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. We're not going to do... I don't know when math started. But... Probably around the same time as language. Science... Uh, is and I'm sure Rex is about to set himself on fire <laughs> as I try to explain I've this. never cared about what this listener wants. <laughs> That's why we've done 25 minutes of math talk. <laughs> okay, so so science... Last episode we talked about Alice isn't dead. Now we're digging into the weeds of math theory. Science is... This sort of social construct that is like... It's a method of approaching uh, yes, the um, world around us and observations. Yes. That yes. I have observed... I have observed that my eyes see colors in different ways. And I have defined all of those words in these ways. <laughs> right. That like... This color here is different from this color here. I've observed that my eyes perceive different colors. Yes. And science is a method of approaching um, that observation and asking questions about that observation. And so there are different branches of science. I could say physics... Oh, with physics, we found out that the wavelength of light that is bouncing off the table is different from the wavelength of light bouncing off your skin is different from the wavelength of light bouncing off your uh, microphone. I could not think of that word. (laughs) I know. Um, And, but the way that you are approaching this math stuff mm -hmm. is scientific. We're circling back to that. Okay. That is that's science. You could also approach <clears throat> you could approach that observation differently. You could approach it from 
what's happening in my eyeballs and in my brain, and that would be like a biology or neurology, you know, sort mm-hmm. of different. Um, or you could say, what is, what is the chemicals inside of the table that make it reflect, you know, brown light in this way? This is black. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are your eyes... What's going on with your eyes? <laughs> <clears throat> That's science. Science is making observations. Mathematicians do not make observations. That's bullshit. <laughs> there is no observation in math. There is no natural or physical, biological, chemical, there are no sociological observations made in mathematics. Mathematics is a system of logic. And so... I'm trying to think of how to explain this. There are different types of math. (laughs) And it's all points, lines, and planes, I know. Okay, okay, okay. That's a great... Okay. Euclidean, like, classical geometry. Normal fucking geometry. I did take a little, like... By take, I mean I had the book and I did, like, three days worth of lessons. Yeah. Um, and, And the way they sold it was like, oh, this is actually the most important... If you if you learn geometry, you can apply it to any other class ever, forever. And Abraham Lincoln kept a geometry textbook with him to help him study logic so that he could be smart. Right. So this is the thing. Geo- like <clears throat> Classical geometry, like let's prove that these two lines are parallel or whatever, is a traditionally taught as a sort of onboarding ramp to this understanding that mathematics are systems of logic and not like observations and so so in like you know um there are axioms there are postulates in gross yeah i i prefer the word axioms for a reason um there are axioms in, ge- in in classical geometry, like that. One of the axioms is that there can be two lines that extend into infinity and never intersect. Right. That is like an axiom that there can be two lines. You can't question that. You, there's no. There's no. You can't observe though those lines actually do touch. One of the things that if you're going to do geometry problems is you're just going to accept that there can be lines that do not touch if you extended them out into infinity. But not real lines. Sorry, is that a different type of no, line? No, no, no. Are we no, gonna, like, oh, oh, I never explained. Real numbers is... Ah, real numbers. <laughs> real numbers is the set of rational and irrational numbers so real numbers is any it's number that is either rational or irrational so it's all of them it's so, all of them but that's all that's all i never explained that but you can't actually have two lines that stretch off into infinity and well, 
Well, yeah. Because it's all in your head. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. So, in Euclidean classical regular geometry that you <clears throat> learn... I, I don't know of any year. other type of geometry. Right. That One of the axioms, one of the things that you just say is true, whether or not you believe it... Is that points exist. That is that you could draw two lines that never intersect. There are other types of geometry, projective geometry, let's say, um, that says, no, you cannot draw two lines that don't intersect. One of the axioms of projective geometry is that any two lines you draw will intersect at some point. And projective geometry is useful because projective geometry, for example, you and I exist in three dimensions. I could take a picture of you right now, and that picture would be two-dimensional. Projective geometry... Go. No, it wouldn't. Hmm? It wouldn't be two-dimensional. Well... (laughs) Okay. I'm not being a shit. You're not being a shit. It's still three-dimensional. It's just much smaller. But, like... It's not even smooth. Okay, like, it's, uh, okay, it's okay. The, the ink and the... Yeah, 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 okay. I understand why you're saying this. Projective geometry is... <clears throat> let's say you had a three-dimensional object and you projected it onto a two-dimensional plane. The example of the picture is a real-world example that is close enough. I guess a screen would make more sense. Yeah, a screen. A screen. If I... The the picture of you on the screen is two-dimensional, even though it is a picture of a three-dimensional thing. So projective geometry is pretty useful because it describes how we take three-dimensional things and project them onto this two-dimensional screen. It's a useful thing to have around. And one of the axioms, one of the things that you take as a given in projective geometry is that two lines will intersect, that there cannot be um, that there cannot be parallel lines. Parallel lines don't exist in projective geometry. But I can look at parallel lines on my computer screen. But, okay, <laughs> but if you took a picture uh-huh. railroad tracks. This is if you look at the uh, Wikipedia page for projective geometry, they show you a picture of railroad tracks. Because in in the, in the real world, railroad tracks are parallel. They don't touch. They would be really fucking bad if railroad tracks touched each other. But you just take a bigger picture, and there and then it's parallel. Well, well, okay. I mean, it's not infinite at that point. But what are we doing? Well, I'm, pull up the Wikipedia page for projective geometry. I promise you, you're getting back to D and D. Oh some Jesus! Point. What do they do to that horse? <laughs> <laughs> um, scroll down. See if we can see. Bro, look at that. Yeah, look, look at that. Or projecting a sphere to a plane. Scroll what down. See fuck? if we can find the railroad tracks. I'm pretty sure there there used to be railroad tracks on this page. No, no. Okay. Well, you take a picture of the railroad tracks. Eventually, the railroad tracks are going to touch. No, because they don't. Unless you're lying. Oh, okay, okay. Because unless, I, because it's just because the image quality gets bad doesn't mean that in real life 
Yes. Correct. Oh, God. <laughs> correct. You are correct. The, the railroad tracks do not touch. We know this because the train doesn't crash. We're only talking about the geometry of this three-dimensional thing flattened. But if you just have enough image fidelity, you see all the way down to the horizon. And well, if you have touch. enough image fidelity, you've created a three-dimensional object. No. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Where does the, the Earth being round fit into all of this? <laughs> it's part of it. Because okay. if you took... Picture of railroad tracks. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm looking at them. What? Those, those lines are going to touch. Only because the train turns. Right. <laughs> no, those lines are going to touch. God damn it, just open image. <laughs> You're... They don't... <laughs> No, okay. Zoom back out so we can see the whole picture. These two lines right here, yeah. we know that they are parallel. When you put them on this two-dimensional plane, when you take this three-dimensional railroad tracks and flatten it into two, these two lines are going to touch. But don't. <laughs> But don't know. I'm. It looks like they will. Yes, that's all that matters is that they look like they will. Ah! <laughs> it doesn't matter that they won't. It matters that they look like they will. But... What purpose does lying have? <laughs> it's not lying. You said that they will, and now you say that it doesn't matter if they will. It matters that they look like they will. Because projective geometry is about what the th this, th this yeah. exists in three dimensions, but you have taken a picture of it that is two-dimensional. Projective geometry is just about describing what that three-dimensional thing flattened down looks like. It's not about the railroad tracks. It's about what the picture of the railroad tracks... It's about the picture of what the railroad tracks look like. This is important because it turns out that we do a lot of things that, you know, we have a three-dimensional object... That we're only seeing in two dimensions. Like a map. Like a map. So that's... the All this to say... Yeah. That there are two different types of math. One is like classical Euclidean geometry that says the railroad tracks will never touch. And projective geometry that says the railroad tracks have to touch. Okay. I'm looking at a math tree now. Yeah, 
Sure. This is correct. More Where or less. the trunk is logic, and then from there you get algebra, set theory, and then it branches off and all bunch of other bullshit. Why yeah. is game theory on here? Game theory is a not not like Matt Pat. <laughs> game game no, theory. Is... I know. We, I played late shift. It's all about game theory. Is it for some reason? I don't know. The main character is studying game theory, and then it comes up like twice. You do a prisoner's dilemma bit. I don't. I don't really know what game theory is. If I'm being honest with you. Well, that's just game theory. What is? It's the branch of mathematics concerned with the analysis of strategies for dealing with competitive situations where the outcome of a participant's choice of action depends critically on the actions of other participants. Uh, game theory has been applied to context in war, business, and biology. So, um, so it's math, but with people. Probably, I don't know. I don't know who John von Neumann is. <laughs> he made something, right? He invented something. Probably tubes. Nikola Tesla and John von Neumann all wrapped up in the, uh, the body of one human. Arrive the tightest, shine the brightest. <laughs> mnemonic tubes. I, I sure. I don't know. Because with the post office, goes. That's spelled with a P, though. Okay. Can we? Can I? Can I loop back to D and D? Please. <laughs> now that's so, some math I understand. So. The whole reason I was talking about this. Was that you, t- you tell me about these tables, and all I was trying to say was that there are irrational numbers, and we don't know what they are. Like, I don't know... I know that the square root of 2... I could say that the square root of 2 is 1.4, and if I did 1.4 times 1.4, I get to 1.96. That's close to 2. It's not quite 2. It rounds up. It rounds up. It's close. Good enough. Sometimes. If you can never be sure of anything, then why go farther than that? If well, you can uh, never uh, actually uh, have an answer, uh, why go farther than okay. two digits? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just call it correct. <laughs> if point nine because, could be one. <laughs> well, because... Uh, here's another reason, is that... Because 1.4 times 1.4 gets you to 1.96. Well, if you're only letting yourself be accurate to two digits, then you have to be... Like, you mean to make that, like, 1.9 or 2, you know? So, you could be more accurate. You could say 1.41 times 1.41, you know? And that gets you to, like, 1 point... We did it. It was 1.9881. You could be more accurate. You could say 1.414 times 1.414. You can just get more and more accurate. And what your calculator does is it doesn't sit here for the next... 30 years and just like keep calculating out digits what your calculator on your phone on your computer any calculator anywhere your little fucking one that's got like that tiny little solar panel on it you know those things they don't actually calculate what the square root of two over two what the square root of two is i brought this i brought up square root of two over two because we were talking about sine cosine of tangent it doesn't actually do that um what it does is it approximates it out to 10 digits or whatever, 11 digits, 20 digits. Who ma- it, the, the people who make the calculator decided that 10 digits was accurate enough. But eventually it's going to be 1.9999999678 or whatever. 
Yeah. So, it's just 1.9. Well, so... the They have ways of approximating it. And they can uh, approximate it out to, like, more and more digits. Mm-hmm. We... You know, um... But you can always cut something in half again. Right, you can keep approximating it more and more and more. That's how music works. What? So you can always put more notes between the notes. You can keep zooming in and finding more wavelengths. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. It's an infinite number of musical notes. You lost me a little bit there. Yes. Because you can can always zoom... Like, in Audacity, you can keep zooming in forever. Well, no, not with Audacity. Not with... I was, that's an example. You can you can mm. zoom in in Audacity to like the millionth of a second. Yeah, but and like see the the thing go. Okay. okay. Let's uh, mm, let's not do this actually, because you're gonna if you zoom in on Audacity enough, you see single points. All that is points. That's, yeah, that was an example. You so, can zoom in way deeper than anyone would ever possibly need to with this program. Yeah. So. Basically, what your um, calculator does is it says to itself, this asshole does not need to know the 11th digit of square root 2. So I am going to, like, approximate it out to 10 digits, and that will be accurate enough for whatever this jerk is doing. You know? And it doesn't actually... Calculate it because it's not. It is not able to be calculated. If you wanted your phone to calculate it, it would just keep calculating until the sun burns out, because it's not. There is no pattern. It just goes forever, and so it calculates out to the tenth digit or whatever it does. This brings me to a question. Yeah. What's a quantum computer? We can circle back to that in a second. I, <laughs> I want to finally do my D&D bit, okay. which yes. is just that back before people had calculators, you would have math textbooks that would say in the back, the square root of 2 is 1.414 blah blah blah, and the square root of 3 is blah 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 blah, and the square root of 5 is blah 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 blah. We know the square root of 4 is 2, so you don't need to do that one. Um, What's the square root of negative four? Two i, where i is the imaginary number. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have, you open a whole other can of worms. Wait, hold asked. on. What the fuck? What? Okay, it's just negative two, right? Negative two times no. negative two is four. negative four. No, negative two times negative two is four. Two times negative two is negative four. Two times negative two is four. Er, I I messed up there. Two times negative two is negative four. There you go. But that's not negative two squared. Negative two times negative two is four. So four... So negative two is the square root of four. (laughs) (laughs) I can explain imaginary no, numbers. Tell if you me I'm wrong. Negative two is the square root of four. No. What? Negative two times negative two is four. So negative two is the square no, root no, of four. No, no, no. Because, well, from a certain point of view. Sure. <laughs> from a certain point of view, yeah, I guess. Because if I do 
Negative two. What? Okay, negative two. Times negative two equals negative four. No, no, because you typed it in bad. Oh. Anyway, because you use you're supposed to use this symbol to mean oh. negatives. It's negative. Negative two. Times. Times. Negative two. Equals four. Yes. So from a certain point of view, that's true. I, I don't remember. I, I think it's a thing where mathematicians are like, well, that's useless if we don't talk about it. But you can talk about it. People it, talk it, about me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> mathematicians don't talk about me, but. So back before people had calculators. Yes, the textbooks. The textbooks would just have these tables and i find these tables immensely hilarious because they would just have like grad students and interns like doing menial fucking calculations to get these tables because they would just like you had to do it by hand because you didn't have a calculator so you had to come up with these functions that wouldn't give you the number would give you approximations and there are all sorts of mathematicians who made a great deal of money for themselves or a great deal of renown not coming up with like actually useful anything what they came up with this is actually useful is approximations of things like the square root of two or the sine of 45 degrees society of brandon sanderson got really into math <laughs> like it, it, it like so. Yeah, that's all. That's all. And then you would have to do these approximations by hand. Somebody, and probably not the guy who came up with the approximations, probably his intern had to just sit there and approximate out the square root of 2 to 15 digits to put it in this fucking textbook. I find that very funny every time I think about it. That's all. That's the reason we started talking about this. Because it reminded me of the, your fucking D&D &D tables of Fifty minutes of just math talk, just yeah. just calculate just math talk, just approximate and calculate. Finally, my fucking degree is useful for once in my goddamned life. So, what's a quantum computer? Okay, so a quantum computer, I, mm, I should say that I <laughs> once attended a forty-five minute um, seminar with a man who was very boring and I was a little bit high. So, I don't really know what quantum computers are, but I once went to a seminar in, like, my second year of college where a guy explained quantum computers while Isn't I was a little bit high. And a he computer was that predicts stuff? Uh, my... Of my understanding. It's like an autocorrect, but for math, right? <laughs> <laughs> My or like predictive text, rather. Yeah, okay. So your computer is just... There, there's code running all around in there. All there's, over. All, all over. I don't <laughs> fucking know. There's code in there. It's doing There's stuff. some wires. There's ones and zeros. It's ones and zeros are coming out. All somewhere. the way down. I don't know where those ones and zeros are. Don't ask me about that. I don't know. I don't know what the ones and zeros are. But 
Somewhere there's punch cards in here, I'm sure. No, there's not any punch <laughs> cards. Fucking... Um, there's, like, gold or something, right? There's, like, a little bug shape thing that plugs into the motherboard. Yeah. And that's where all the thinking happens. Right. And there's ones and zeros happening. But not really. Like... Yeah, I don't, I don't understand Data this. doesn't exist. I it's electricity. I, yeah, it's electricity. It's electrical one and zero. Yeah, I don't really understand e. this. What? Sorry. E for electricity. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Uh, I thought you were talking about Euler's number, which is a transcendental, and I was like, please don't make me explain transcendental numbers. What's a transcendental number? I don't remember. Infinity? I don't remember. I... Do you want to Google transcendental number and I try to I want to learn it? about computers. Okay. So, my loose... Okay. This is maybe going to be easy to explain with... Uh, let's say I was trying to hack your computer. I know. I'd be sad. I would... I. It would be a bad thing for me to do, but let's pretend I was doing it. I would okay. not hack your computer. Let's fight. Don't hack my computer. So, I'm hacking your computer. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to guess your password. And I guess it's zero. Uh-huh. Well, that's not your password, is it? No. Can't be. Is one your password? No. Is two? No. Is three? No. This is what... You're not going to get me to say it, even if it's right. (laughs) (laughs) Is it 60? No. So I could write a computer program that just keeps guessing your password. Just guesses. And it goes in some sort of logical order, like 0, 1, 2, 3. And then it guesses... You know, I could write it as sophisticated as I want. I could write, you know, whatever I wanted... To write it. I, a, A, B, A, B, C, A, B, yeah. C, D, A, B, C. So, and it would, prog- this program I would write would progress in this sort of, like, linear order. Right? Hmm. Where it would, it would do that guess. And then it would do the second guess. And a lot of computer science is dedicated to doing guesses like that faster, doing calculations like that faster, making the, the the program runs in this linear way. It runs in this straightforward line, right? That's why, you, that's why it's all text. It's all, you type it and it goes. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, the, the trick is not, the trick is to do that Faster or bigger. This or is why more. progress bars go in the straight lines because all of the program yeah. goes in the straight line. Yeah, yeah. My understanding mm-hmm. of a quantum computer is that, and they don't exist yet because they've built them, and like the the physical properties of what this would mean. It just burns itself out. So they made a quantum computer, and it, like, operated for .02 seconds before it just died, basically. You know, I don't don't know if any of that's true. This is, once again, half-remembered from a seminar where I was kind of high a little bit. Hi. Hi. Um, 
He dozed off for a second there, it seemed like. My understanding is that if I wrote this program that was trying to guess your password, mm-hmm. it would guess all the guesses at once. So it wouldn't. Let's say I knew. Let's say I knew your password was zero one two three four five six seven eight nine. This computer right here would guess zero, and then it would guess one, and then it would guess two. Um. My my understanding is a quantum computer would guess all ten of those numbers at once. And if I wrote a program that was like, guess, you know, if I needed to guess a hundred numbers, this computer would just have to guess one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It would just go through that linearly. My understanding is that a quantum computer would guess all of these at the same time. I do not know what makes this quantum. I am pretty confused about what a quantum thing is. This is why I stopped taking physics classes, because I found quantum stuff weird, and I, I couldn't understand it, so. Well, apparently they've got P-space problems. Yeah. Um, Me too. I started taking Spyro ever since. Man, not uh, enough P-space. This is the worst episode. What is of this weird, like, like long parentheses? These are matrices. What? These are just matrices. The latex, the sort of font that everybody uses for math stuff. Um, it, we all decided that we liked this better than square brackets, so this is what we do. Mostly, sometimes we don't. For reasons. This is just math. Sometimes we don't, for reasons. Yeah, because it's a social construct. So we all decided that we liked these parentheses better than square runs. And so but that's numbers what we do. are a social construct. Yeah. It's all a social construct. It's all fake. So the root of everything isn't logic, it's people. Yeah. And logic is a system that people use to describe the world, and that system of logic has been helpful in building the computers that we're using to talk to each other, but, like, it's all just a social construct. Who cares? At the end of the day, the only thing that's real is people. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sometimes I forget you're an anarchist. (laughs) (laughs) That was just mean for no reason. I... Okay. Question. Yeah. What would someone need with the square root of two? Well, for example, if you want to know the sine of 45 degrees, which is important for doing triangle stuff. What is a sine? I don't remember. Okay, so... (laughs) The sine Mm -hmm. of an angle, let's say it could be one degree... It could be 79 degrees. It could be 90 Are degrees. Are degrees axioms? What? No. Are they set in stone? No. Okay. Yes. Yes, I think so. So, I, th- I was just wondering because of like, there's always 360 and we just decided that was the number. Y- yeah, and then we decided that that was a bad number and so we all used 2 pi. 
now. But that's what? That's that's mathematician stuff. For anybody else, <laughs> it's three hundred and sixty. Don't worry what are you about talking it. About? <laughs> Don't worry about it. If you're not a mathematician, it's three sixty. If you're a mathematician, it's two pi. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's literally fine. Two of them. Pi times two, yes. That's like six and a bit. We all like radians better in math world. It's what? fine. What is radian? Radians. It's the... Okay. Okay, so that's the aliens from that one Toku movie. So there... There's an angle, right? This angle right here between my thumb and my forefinger. Where you're calling me a loser. Yeah. This angle, you could describe in degrees... Or you could describe in radians. If you're a mathematician, you prefer radians for various reasons. The reasons are not important. Well, you're Googling radians now. <coughs> it seems... What? You're just this, making it harder. This one's better. But... but... Why would you mess with fractions and letters when there's, you could just have a number in a little circle? There's reasons for it. <laughs> there's reasons for it. It's th These end up being easier than 360. So... That's the reason. The Xbox 2 Pi. Yeah. The Xbox 2 Pi. They should have done that. They should have done that. Because then everybody who was on the other side of the console wars would have said, Actually, in Greek, it's pronounced P. <laughs> So it's the two P. Anyway, um, so um, anyway, I was just mentioning that the 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 sign of an angle, let's say forty five degrees, is I have this yeah. angle right mm -hmm. here. Yeah, this makes a triangle. Mm -hmm. I could put this line that connects the two sides of this angle and make a. A line. Yeah. Or a, tri a triangle, mm -hmm. I should say. The sine of this angle here is the ratio of the length of this side, the opposite side. The new side. The, the opposite side. The one you're adding. Yeah, the one I'm adding yeah. to the hypotenuse, which is this one, I believe. How do you know which one's the hypotenuse? Because you decided that this one is your, like, base one. Because it's just based on your frame of reference. You could have very easily had a frame of reference where this was the... Mm -hmm. Okay. But your frame of reference, you decided that this one was, like, the base. Sure. That's where you set the zero and the 360. And then the, the, the cosine is the uh, opposite over hypotenuse, the... the Cosine is the adjacent over the hypotenuse. Is the length of these two sides. And the tangent. Yeah, and the tangent is opposite over adjacent. So, Sokotoa. Sine, whatever. It's a mnemonic. It's a mnemonic. I know that, but... Okay. And this is useful for doing engineering, for building buildings. You know what would be easier? Huh. I have a great angle for you. Yeah. 90. Right. Why? Yeah, right here. Right. That's the only angle you need in architecture. That's not true. J 
Just make it all 90 degrees? No. Make it boxes? Give me the Minecraft drip? Your <laughs> microphone that we're recording into isn't 90 degrees. What this, do you mean? There's curves and shit. I said architecture. Well, th- what is the microphone if not a mini piece of architecture? It's a device. What? Architectures are buildings. Well, they, there are angles on the thing, and you need angles. We're to talking make about things. architecture. I'm talking about brutalism. <laughs> are you mathed out? I'm so tired, dude. Um, well, thank you for coming to math. I just was very amused by thinking about guys doing a bunch of approximations of the square root of 2 and 3 and 7. Now everyone on the internet knows that I don't know what math is. Yeah. Now everybody on the internet knows (laughs) that I got a math degree and it's useless. Clearly it's not. Because we've just provided approximately... I'm going to approximate because I don't know. I can't know the length of the intro and outro music before I add it. Do you so want to know? Gonna... Do you want to know about sampling theorem? So what? Yeah. The sampling theorem. There's a name. There's a more longer name for it, but I'm just going to call it the sampling theorem because I don't remember it. The longer name. Okay. Okay. Let's zoom in. Uh, zoom in okay. on this waveform. Yeah. Keep zooming in. Keep zooming in. Bigger. Bigger. We're at one colon five colon five. I think we got there. I we'd probably be there if we weren't recording, and so it's hard to. So you see, uh, <laughs> the problem is that we're recording, and so it's hard to see them. I can just open another Audacity. Instance. Yeah, open another Audacity, and we can just look at it. Arcanum twelve. Yeah. Okay. Zoom in. Hold on, it's gotta load. Yeah, it's gotta load. I learned this. I learned about this on technology connections. These are all points, mm-hmm. right? But the like, they make this like. When we talk, it's not like I talk in points. You do, kind of, because the sound is is like is like a vibration. Right. It is literally a ripple that has like right. specific like. But it's motions not, that hit. Yes, but but the the motions are continuous. It's not like. But it is like in like the motion goes like back and forth. Like there is a like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's this part. Yeah, that's this part that you're talking about. But what this is saying is that because like we're looking at a wave now, right? Yeah. And zoom out one more. Right there. Right. So, that's what you're talking about. There, there's a wave here. Mm-hmm. But there's gaps here. But you don't hear the gaps. You don't hear the gaps. Right? Like, when you play this file back, you don't hear gaps in the recording. You just hear it right. Okay. There, there, are, there are gaps here that did not exist when you spoke because. But are those actually gaps of sound? 
Or is it just gaps in the representation of the sound by the program? Well, so this is the thing. I learned this watching Technology Connections. I thought this was interesting. Was that the, the recording program only needs, like, a certain number, a sample of the sounds. And it's a really, it's like 20,000, 40,000, something like that. But it needs, it only needs like a sample of it basically to perfectly recreate all the spaces in those gaps. So the recording program is only recording at these moments, but then the computer takes that in and is able to play it back perfectly. What you're describing is just the deception of moving pictures, but for ears. Yeah, and I just think it's cool. Okay. Well, it's not It's not quite that. It's not quite the deception of moving pictures, because it turns out that the computer can perfectly recreate the gaps between those little, like, dots on the audacity. The computer knows for a fact what is in between those dots but it turns out that you just don't you there's a certain number of dots that you need and you just don't need to take any more than that that's all i just thought that was interesting it is interesting uh sound is fucked up yeah sound is weird sound is just being touched by something at a distance yeah the force is much like gravity no. Gravity is being touched by something at a distance. N- no. Yes. Gravity is... I don't know how gravity works, so let's have a conversation <laughs> where we both sound like idiots. Gravity is just that when there's enough mass in one place, everything like it, all mass is attracted to all other mass yeah. on some level. Yeah, there's no such thing as zero gravity, right. unless you have zero mass. Right. So when there's enough of it, it sort of stacks together. Yeah. And pulls even more together. Yeah. And that's why we don't fly into the sun. Yeah. It's a tablecloth. It's like a. It's like a cloth held out by a bunch of people in a ring. Mm-hmm. And then you put the ball on yeah, it. Yeah, and then you put sinks. the ball on it, it all sinks. Yeah. Um, no, and I was just. I don't saying, know why people are always talking about gravity. We solved it. Yeah, we. You and I understand gravity, so yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, like, um, no. The only comparison I was making is that gravity is a force that acts on you at a distance, just like in some ways sound does. I meant sound is physically like. Yeah. Touching. Something touching and that touching yeah. the next thing and that touching the next thing and yeah. then it touches it like smashes your eardrums and it's weird. It's weird. And then it becomes electricity. Yeah, I don't understand it. Don't ask me anything about biology. I don't know I how speakers it. work. Me neither. It, it's it's weird. It just works. It just I works. Don't know. I just I watched Technology Connections about it, and I still don't know. I feel like analog speakers make more sense than digital speakers. How yeah. do the earbuds work? Why does it make noise? Nothing's moving. 
What do you mean? What? How does electricity become noise like a music? The mechanism for making the noise is just a hole in plastic. I don't understand, like, nothing's moving. Nothing's, like, tapping in a certain way or, like, whirring in a certain way. to make. It's just electricity. Oh, you're just asking, like, how does a CD work? How does a speaker work? Well, so... I understand CDs. This The speaker is able to interpret all those little dots. But well, how does it mechanically create the sound, is my question. Cause it oh, that I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is it magnets? I know that old speakers had big magnets in them, right? Maybe. I, it, cause the, I definitely have watched a, mag- a technology connections about this, and I definitely don't know. If you know how speakers work... You can write into expertaudiopodcast at gmail.com. No one is listening to this podcast. I guarantee you people are listening to this podcast. Someone's listening to this podcast and being like, is Autumn still high? No. Me me neither. We're just sleepy. We tried to do a podcast while high the other day. Miserable. It's because I got anxious. And then I was like curled up in a ball shaking for like two or three hours before I fell asleep. That was not very fun. No. No. I had a great time. I just sat on the couch watching Batman. I wish I could have done that, but alas. Uh, you read any books lately? Yeah, yeah, I did. You can hear about that in Ars Arcanum. You watch any movies? Yes, you can hear about that on Ars Arcanum. Well, damn. I guess we do everything else on other podcasts. I don't... I could talk about work, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's miserable. I missed Bag End today because of work. Uh, we literally... I'm still... I'm so mad because we literally, like, set up Bag End with, like, the premise of, like, it's happening. It is... We're recording on Wednesdays, and... If you can't make it, we'll go without you. Yeah. We're we, not gonna piss around... And, like, try to schedule everybody. Make sure everyone's there for every episode. It's just on the tracks. Yes. The podcast happens even if there's two people. Yes. And um, you're the first one to miss it and you feel bad. I, I, I feel bad. I, yeah. I was already, like, anxious about finding the time to read the chapters because work has been so miserable. I just worked my sixth... So, I worked five days in a row... One of those, the shortest day I had was eight and a half hours. Most of them were closer to nine or ten. Um, and today was supposed to be my day off. I went to therapy, I did Arcanum, and then I get a phone call that's like, we need you to come into work, and I went to work, and it sucks, and I fucking hate it. That's all. Now, now I'm going to go work again tomorrow. Got to be... I have to be at work in like 12 hours. Until Sunday. Yeah. And someone might cover one of my shifts on Friday or Saturday. But you don't know that right now. I don't know that. I don't know that. And maybe they won't. And maybe I'm going to work nine days If they say they'll cover your shift and you don't call off, then both... This is the prisoner's dilemma. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. My job has... For sure, constructed the prisoner's dilemma for the two of us because there are two shift yes. leads, and they know that you will always yeah help yeah. Um, this would be like we said. This is a great time to double cross. 
But I don't want to double cross because I like care about this other person. I know. That's just some game Sucks. I didn't know I was living the prisoner's <laughs> dilemma, but I am. God! Oh, I need to lay down. Fuck. Game theory really is everywhere. <laughs> I'm living in the prisoner's dilemma. Not the this dilemma of the prisoner. This sucks! From the TV show The Prisoner. I assume is, that, is that what that show's about? I don't know. It's about a village. I know it's about a village. It's about a spy? I think so. They all have numbers. They've got numbers. We know that. Um, that's There's all a I balloon. Know. There's like 20 episodes. 25? 26. I'm going to say 26. If, but if you talk about it too much, people will start getting really obnoxious in your mentions. Yeah. Um, so I want to watch that show very badly, and I just haven't made the time for it. Um, this describes most shows for me. And it's like this sort of thing where I don't talk about it because I know if I talk about it, somebody is going to be like, oh, you should watch The Prisoner. Like, I fucking know. I know. I know I will enjoy it. I know I'll have a great time. I don't want to talk about how I haven't seen The Prisoner because somebody will be really annoying and I don't want people to be annoying. Yeah. And that's so the, also how I feel about Idiana a little that's bit. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Because the I, worst case scenario is you say... Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I want to watch Common Rider. Like, I'm gonna make the time. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, watch yeah. Common Rider, and they're like, "Oh man!" In episode 32, when he gets killed and comes back to life, right. and he gets fucking like he turns into a motorcycle. He is the motorcycle. Like, what the, I just this, said I didn't fucking. This happened to me when I was tweeting images from like episode four of Kiva. This so this is the thing, right? Is I mentioned Idion and the Prisoner. Because those are shows that two of my dearest friends in the whole world like. And they're normal. They're like chill. They're like, oh, you should watch that show. It's good. You should watch it. Like, they, I, I know that I should watch it, and they know, and it's fine. It's chill. Um, the, the bad shows, the ones that I, I feel fine naming The Prisoner and Idion, because, like, the two people who want me to watch that are close to me and understand that I'll get annoyed at them if they... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there are shows that I will not be naming on the podcast that I would like to watch, but, like, if people found out I hadn't seen them, they would be like, oh, so you don't know about when the guy dies in episode six? And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. This is like your Hunter Hunters and your Death Notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't seen Death Note, and somebody's going to spoil Death Note at me in the chat now. It's fine. Well, then we can care. ban them. Yeah. If you... Okay. If if you, I swear to God, if you reply in the in the Discord on Twitter, anything, and you say Autumn watch Death Note because of this episode, I swear to God I will block you and I will find a way to IP ban you from our Patreon. <laughs> I swear to God I will. Don't tell Autumn to do things. Don't do it. Don't talk to Autumn. Don't speak to me. Don't acknowledge me. I'm a fucking ghost to you. A ghost that leaves you... Leaves, like the neighborhood cat that brings you dead mice on your doorstep every morning. This is the content you provide to yeah. the listener. Your podcast... If, 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 you, if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about doing it because it's going to be funny, I promise you it's actually not funny. I 
promise you that. Because, like, I, I have friends that are like, oh, I'm going to do this to, like, be obnoxious, even though Autumn said. It's actually, like, not funny this time. I don't want to be told to watch Death Note, I promise you. Once again, um, I am only picking on shows that I know my friends like because I know my friends mostly. These cool. are the examples. These are the examples. But, like, there's also stuff that it's, like, people that I, you know, people will say, oh, watch this, it's great. And I just look at it and I'm like, I already know from looking at it that I'm not going to like it. I'm not even going to, yeah. like, go down this road. I'm not going to disappoint you by, like, saying I don't like the thing you like. I just, the, I just know I'm not going to like this. This is the nice thing about being married is that I know your taste just well enough that I can usually figure out, I'm like, I don't need to tell Nora to, you know. Read Monster. Read Monster. I know, I, I know Nora's not going to like Monster. I don't got to tell her to read Monster. It doesn't Monster. really matter if I would or wouldn't like Monster. I don't have the energy to start something like that. Yeah. And I don't have the, like, um, the focus to actually read anything like that. And especially with the pitch not being anything near, like, what I'm interested in right now. Yeah. Like, there's all sorts of reasons why I wouldn't. And and it's beloved, and so let's say you did read it. Not only do I think it's just not to your taste. I just think it's not to your taste. And I just don't think it would be something you would enjoy. You would also get a complex about how you're not enjoying the thing that everybody said you should enjoy. That doesn't sound like something I do. I wouldn't, like, this... sink a podcast over that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also do this. I also get complexes about how I'm not enjoying the thing I'm supposed to enjoy. Uh, I instead have just started enjoying things I shouldn't enjoy. Yeah. Like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're living so much freer than I am because you've just developed your own taste that is very separate from like anybody else we know. Wow, that's that feels so mean. <laughs> you're just an alien and a freak. <laughs> no, I know that's how you hear it. I know... You want to have the taste that all our friends have and feel bad because your taste is not more aligned. And I'm like, no, I wish my taste aligned less. And grass is always greener. Grass is always greener. I'm just here watching John Carter. I'm just sitting here listening to Random Access Memories being like, that's pretty good. No, it's all right. I feel like good lucky. It's the sound of the. Summer. I feel like Daft Punk for me has a very high floor and low ceiling. Y- you know what? Kind of <laughs> maybe same a little yeah. bit. I like. Don't get me wrong. Discovery is a great album. I'm sure. not. I'm not it's saying Discovery. It's this is not an insult. Fiber. I'm just saying it's a very even listening experience. That's not really gonna. It's never gonna get it to a ten, but it's never gonna go lower than like a seven. You know what I mean? It's going to stay, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, even their worst song that I don't even know what that would be is like, eh, you know, it's, it's got a beat. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm kind of maybe here with you on this one. I just, like... I think I'm maybe here with you on I had this my one. six months of pretending to be, like, really into Daft Punk when Tron Legacy came out, and now it's just like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I don't feel emotions about this, though. Uh, there's too many other pieces of media in my life that I'm trying to engage with for me to, like, invest any points into Daft Punk. Yeah. I guess the thing about Daft Punk is it's weird is that it feels like other people are fighting culture wars over this. And I'm like, yeah, Discovery, that album's really good. Yeah. I feel like... 
It feels like people fight wars over Daft Punk shit. And I, do, I don't get it. I'm happy for all of you. You seem like you're having a great time. Yeah. Fighting your... About a live 1997 or whatever. Instead of that, I'm gonna make, like, Daft Punk and do drugs. <laughs> um, that's, that's the actual thing, is that my brain is so tuned to singer-songwriter music that, like, I really like Daft Punk. I like Daft Punk as much as I could possibly like that genre of music. Yeah, it's all, like, there's no, like... Discovery is, like, my favorite album from, like, that genre of music. I don't like Discovery half as much as I like the new Killers album, which is, like, a mid-Killers album. Because the Killers is just, like, the sort of music that my brain is tuned to. Where I care a great deal about verse, chorus, singing about, like, the opioid crisis or whatever. It's, like... If you don't have an investment in a genre, then that sort of, like, there's more image quality in the other genre that you care about. So that yeah. this one gets more broad and blurry, and it's, like, yeah. kind of all mixes together, and you're not really interested in the, yeah. the different sub, sub-genres and everything. So it's just like, oh, yeah, that's Daft Punk. That could be any good one of these. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Makes sense. This is like metal for me. <laughs> oh, the, metal is funny because it all just tunes into just like, oh, this is all bad. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. I'm happy for everybody who listens to metal. You seem like you're having a great time. All metal is nigh unlistenable to me. Metal is I like, have tried so many times. It is not a genre of music that I will ever like. It's very hit or miss for me. There's some of it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And sometimes like, I'm just tuned out yeah it is just like it is just not a thing i'm ever gonna enjoy and i'm trying to come up with like there's a certain amount of desensitization desensitized decent let me get my lips all wet so i can talk good yeah desensitization if i get thrown out of the music and it blurs mm-hmm. and it's too much it's it's too rough or it's too oh i see what you're if saying if it's yeah. too if it starts like washing over me parentheses derogatory or like i'm not in it i'm looking down at the river yeah then it's like okay well what are we doing here this is sometimes how i feel about jazz music a little bit where sometimes sometimes it hits me and i'm like I'm, like, sinking into the music. Like, the the music is, like... Like, the music is, like, this sort of all-encompassing, like, thing. It is, like, this, like... My entire body and heart is, like, listening to this jazz music. And sometimes I'm, like... I'm listening to jazz music right now. And I cannot stop thinking about how I'm listening to... to, to Like, I can't... If I zone out during a song, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Unless it's specifically, like... There's a certain, like, space of instrumental music that I listen to and I write sometimes. That's different. Because I still hear it. I still, like, am present in the soundscape. Mm -hmm. But if I just kind of, like, blur out of the song, and it's, like, it's not going around me. It's, like, going past me. Right. Then I'm just, like... Yeah. 
I can't really think of a metaphor that doesn't involve sex. Yeah. Because there's, like, a sensation can be good, but then if you have too much of that sensation, you might start just, like, not feeling it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And so, some metal is like a bad hand job, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know all about bad hand jobs. Wow. No, I was jo- make, making a joke about my own prowess at giving hand jobs. It's a weird comment to make about yourself, but <laughs> we're going to le- let it go on the internet for everyone to I feel hear. like I'm bad at sex. That's fine. I feel like most people feel that way, especially if they don't admit it. Mm-hmm. Maybe no one's good at sex. Maybe no one's good at sex. Except me. You're good at sex. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be a married woman for a minute. You're really good at sex, that's all. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. <laughs> find the stuff I've done at NoraBlake.online. Listen to the, You're already here, I'm, I mean, half of you. Cause no one's listening to this. I'm putting this on the Patreon. I'm going to start putting expert on the Patreon because sometimes we talk to the patrons. Yeah. And if they don't, you know. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. Listen to our nice stairwells. Listen to hot singles. I'm not going to be on the next hot singles, but I'm very excited for it. We, we got could, you and I could do like a purely like this podcast was very big, uh, important to true vibes. Yeah, like that space is open to us. That's what export could be, and sometimes is. That's the inspiration, right? We. Uh, we first met over Important of True. We first met over Important of True. And Do you want to tell the story? Oh, I'll tell the story. You tell the story. You wanted to put together a fanfic jam yeah. for writing short stories based off of weird Important of True prompts. Yeah. I thought it would be funny, and it turned out that you had to, like... I just wasn't in the Idle Thumbs community, really, and so I didn't really know how to organize this, and I was 20... Or something, 22, and I was dumb. And didn't know how to organize this. I still don't know how I would organize this. But the idea was, wouldn't it be fun if we all wrote short stories based on, like... Just the absolutely unhinged tangents. Yeah. Like Listener the, questions. A plane or, full of hawks. <laughs> yeah, ants driving cars. Mice driving cars. <laughs> Roaches driving cars. Riding on cars. <laughs> I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if people wrote short stories about the Yule Lads or whatever? They did. It's called Folklore. <laughs> um, anyway. That's where shout outs to Neef Schooner. Neef Schooner? <laughs> like a type of boat? <laughs> Um, that's how we first started talking. Yeah. Was that I wanted to do this, and you were a person I knew who, like, wrote fiction sometimes. And I had organized a fanfic jam for a podcast at one point. Yeah. For a Valentine's Day thing. We met because somebody sent me counterweight fic that you wrote. Is it the sad one? I think so. About Coda? There was the sad fucky one, and then there was the sad... No, that was a different one. That's a different one. You didn't write I didn't write a fucky one. I wrote one with, like... You didn't write a, a gravestone. One. You wrote one with a gravestone. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. 
It was so tempting to spoil Counterweight for no reason there. Yeah. I'm not going to do that, but... No. You can um, finish your plugs now. Um... <laughs> No, but yeah, like the inspiration, we we stopped doing White Lotus, and it was like, well, what if we just made Important of True? Because I think by the time we stopped doing it, White Lotus, Important of True wasn't around anymore, and we mm, both it just... It was a little bit longer. But, but yeah, like I feel like we both were just like, well, what if we just tried to do Important of True? But we didn't actually mm-hmm. commit to being like tech people in that way. Yeah. And we certainly don't get enough emails to... Uh... Like, completely. If you simple. have genie prompts for us, please if, indulge me. If you have me. prisoners dilemma prompts for us, <laughs> don't do those ones. It's Send a us little too theory. morbid right now. Send us game theory. Someone explain game theory to us. I have a math degree, so I'll probably understand it. That's when um, you look at a like at a trailer and you decide uh, how fake is the trailer. Are they going to change the lighting? Are they going to ruin the torches? They're going to change the lighting. Shit. They're always going to change the lighting. Every time. Without fail. Will they change the architecture to match the new lighting? No. Will it be better? No. It will be marginally worse, but not in a way you notice, unless you care too much. Will I be satisfied? (laughs) Possibly. How will I know when I'm satisfied? Uh, well, so science <laughs> uh-huh. is about observing when or one is or is not satisfied. Is that true? Yeah, probably. I'm observing that this podcast is over. I'm observing... I'm going to test this hypothesis. I'm observing that I ate half of my Taco Bell an hour and a half ago. You that shit go- is cold, but I'm still going to finish it. Yeah. I brought my quesadilla in here and ate it in the first five minutes of the podcast. I was like, I don't want to eat on the podcast. It's going to be a 20-minute podcast. I'm going to explain math, and then we'll be out of here. Yeah, explain math. Stupid. Just explain all of math. I kind of did. No. Yeah, good enough. You didn't even tell me about E. So it's a transcendental number. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember where E comes from, actually. You said it was a transcendental. Euler's number. What is it? I don't remember what it is. In mathematics, a transcendental number is a number that is not algebraic, that is not the root of a non-zero polynomial of finite degree with rational coefficients. The best-known transcendental numbers are pi and e, though only a few classes of transcendental numbers are known, in part as it can be extremely difficult to Tunnel up, 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 tunn
<clears throat> Sorry, I can't really keep that up for that long. Um, roll the tape back. I want to do more of those. I like those little guys.